and welcome to another brand new sparkling episode of Lex Education. The crowd goes wild. The science podcast where me, comedian Laura Lex, tries to learn science from my real life brother Ron. Hello, it's me, brother Ron. It is brother Ron, the king of backing out of catchphrases. How are you doing this <laughs> week, Ron? I'm good. I'm on holiday in Vienna. Um, I've read 100 pages of my book in like three days. I am, um, I've eaten lots of Kaiserkrona. I've eaten lots of Leberkäse. I've discovered something called Kaferbonen, which are the most delicious beans you've ever eaten in your life. Mm, I want some of these beans. They're like, um, like they're, it's like a specific way of preparing them, but it's done with like pumpkin oil and apple cider vinegar, and it's... Mmm, that sounds good. Real good. I went to a safari park type zoo type thing yesterday and saw lots of really good animals and rode on a lot of rides. I rode on a ride run, which I think has the best pun name I've ever been on. So, Ooh, um, uh, um, um. <laughs> I don't think you'll guess it. Um, no, tell me. So the ride, right? It's one of those ones where you're... You're on a flat surface and you kind of go round in a circle, you know, and then look, whoa, round in a circle. Oh, yeah, 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 I know those guys. And they always have like an airbrush picture of Michael Jackson behind it or something. Well, not this time, Ron, because the thing we were in was a bus, right? But shaped like a hippopotamus. A hippopotamus! <laughs> A hippopotamus! I rode a hippopotamus! That's good. I like that because um, it's not like these things are always buses. And it's a a theme on that. They've had to go two steps and they had to make it a bus and then make it a hippopotamus. Yeah. It was very good. It was a lot of fun. Um, I had a very good time. And I saw my favourite animal the whole way around was the colobus monkey. Which ones are those guys? They're like a black and white type dude. And there was a young one, which when we went round the first time... Was oh, they've p- got like cowboy cowboy Tassels. fringes on their sleeves. Yeah, which looks a lot like a dress that I own and wear. And I was delighted. that You know, sometimes you see those tweet threads that's like, Sarah Millican has teapots, etc, etc. I'm like, man, I might make it my life's mission now to buy dresses that are sort of like monkeys in the hope that someone will do... <laughs> A thread of Laura Alexa's monkeys. They've got kind of a demure sort of Moira Rose vibe to oh, them. Oh, they're wonderful. And when we first went round, the bait, well, like the sort of child one, was playing with its mum and they were like really faux wrestling. Like this kid was like, ah, I'm going to get you. And then the mum would just stick one arm out and be like, yeah, okay, kid, no. And then when we went back round in the evening, um, it was, they were all just lying down together and the little one was nursing and they were sitting like a little family and it was so beautiful, Ron. I loved them. Also, I rode a sloth on a carousel, and um, it was very Don't hard to get Don't say the down thing off. about your butthole. Oh, it was so hot. That's a column. So you monkey. did two tweets about it. Oh, that is quite. I did one tweet because there was a typo in the first one, so I deleted it. Oh, I saw it twice. Okay. Oh, thanks for liking it. Neither time. Mm-hmm. Didn't like it that much. You're not a very nice boy. Uh, anyway, right, today's episode, we've got some thank yous to do. 
do. That's Animal Ketchup. Thank you to Podspike. Hello, Podspike Dan and Suji at Podspike are the wonderfulest people. Um, you might have found us through one of our little infographic trailer clip things that I studiously put out all the time um, Dan and Suji helped us make those so our illustrations were done by Matthew Grant from The Noise Next Door check them out wonderful comedy geniuses uh, but then Dan and Suji turned them into templates that we could use to attract your attention and make you listen to our nonsense so if you want some help in marketing your podcast then please turn to Podspike they also got us into Pod Bible and most recently The Guardian. Yes, we're a Guardian podcast. Oh, at Waitress. My bum is calamari. You can't take a confident sip after saying that. <laughs> like, I'm going to yes and some banter out of calamari, assholes. You should. <laughs> Get on the hyperpoda bus. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we have a new review on the Apple. Thank you very much for our first stateside review, Dave, you legend. Yeah, howdy, Dave. Hi, Dave. Thanks for giving us a five-star review. And the title is just Laura is a star, brackets fuck Ron. Um, those brackets that I've added. <laughs> and Dave says, great idea to mix comedy with science. We need Laura to visit the States. Oh, can you imagine, Ron, if we did a live version of this podcast, but just not even bothered with the UK, just went straight to America. And not even bothered with the science, apparently. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just you having a Netflix special. Ooh, ooh. Let's move to LA, Ron. Let's become LA kids. Oh, God, that sounds awful. Yeah, it does. I think we be would be too hot. We're too day. fat and ugly. Uh, <laughs> we would not get on. Hey, I'm well up for lip fillers, though. Let's do it. Um, on social media this week, we've been discussing nicknames for your listenership as a whole. What do you want to be called? Um, listeners are so boring. Fans feels up our own calamari rings. Um, so we've suggestions so far from people have been lab rats, the swamp brains, uh, lexplorers, lexperts. What, what do you think the coalition of um, peeps should be called? Yeah, I want to give a special shout out to Overdusky for um, extracurricular as as one of the puns. That was, yeah. that was great. I think if we do ever get around to doing anything on Patreon, uh, extracurricular will be the name of the extra podcast or whatever we end up doing. Yeah. Yeah, there's also been quite a lot of requests for merch this week, which I'm not sure if we're quite there with <laughs> a big enough listenership for merch. But hey, when we are... Don't worry about it. We'll, we've definitely got some catchphrases now. Um, Jeff is playing ca episode catch-up. Jeff wants to know if we want to do a down survivors group for people that survived listening to that episode. Um, I don't know if we can advertise that after like seven episodes of our podcast, people wanted a survivors group made. Yeah. Is that good marketing? Hey, Podspike, let us know. Um <laughs> <laughs> We've had another experiment suggestion. What was this one about, Ron? Just burning a flake, really. I was in a museum. I was, at, I was in a museum called the Albertina and uh, in a Picasso and Monet exhibition just sat in the corner watching, <laughs> watching Kay burn a flake. <laughs> <laughs> and the weirdest part is that um, so, so the reason why it was um, of interest is that the, the flake didn't melt it just set fire that never occurred to me while I was watching it I was just like oh, why are they doing this 
So we'll put that on the list, though. It's on the list of experiments to be done. Um, now, we're going back a few weeks here with this last thing that someone mentioned this week. John on Twitter is also playing episode catch up. I don't know if you remember, quite early doors, we discussed Ron's neighbour leaving a poo in a bag in a communal hallway, a dog poo. And I hope we, there's no information. <laughs> well, that's on that true, actually. John said, and it blew my mind, he said, why would you bag it if it happened in a flat? Why wouldn't you just flush it? And it's honestly the first time in two years of having a dog and collecting up her poops from the garden and bagging them and binning them that it's ever occurred to me to just flush them. Have you started flushing them now? Yes. Oh, you must be saving on bags, bags on bags. Yeah. Um, so thank you, John. You've blown my world right open. <laughs> I can flush dog poops. <laughs> Just the same as the rest of them. Yeah. So you guys have really had a busy week. Thank you very much. Um, we'll jump into the episode now. This week we're back to physics. Woof. Um it is, uh, oh, it's like energy constants. That's what we're doing energy this Energy transfers. Yeah. Ugh, have a good time. Hello, Ron. Hello. It's physics day. It is physics day. For the listener, I was just uh, telling Laura that I made a boo-boo in the in the horrible um, physics lesson that we did last time. We did that slightly out of order. So for um, probably music to Laura's ears, we are doing a different topic inside physics today. What? Oh, physics. Oh, it was all that ball rolling last time, wasn't it? Jesus, <laughs> it was that annoyed me so much. <laughs> Do you know what annoyed me mainly about that? Is I got out of that episode and I went downstairs and I was like, oh, Tom, you'll never guess what Ron's trying to pretend is real. And then I explained it to Tom and he just went, yeah, that sounds about right. I was like, oh, shut up. Yeah, because it is right. It's not, though. <laughs> Is it? Like, <laughs> logically. I understand it's probably right, theoretically, but it isn't right logically. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No. Like, an ant isn't bound... Anyway, anyway. <laughs> anyway, I'm not getting back into this. If we're not doing it, we're not doing it. Brilliant. I'm glad they've cut it from the syllabus. Based no, it, it, it will come episode. back. It will come back and we will revisit it. We may just do that lesson again. <laughs> All right, no, I'm today... going to come in with a zen open mind towards physics. So what I've done today, because it, we're talking about systems again... I've, I've translated it all into stuff that you know and like. Great. The While You Were Sleeping Guide to Physics. Exactly. So we're, we're first we're talking about energy transfers within a system, okay? Okay. The first thing it wants us to know is that we can calculate energy changes when a temperature changes and how, how much energy it takes to change the temperature of something. So we have an equation for that. <laughs> oh, it just instantly makes me want to get up and walk around the room and do something else. <laughs> Thanks. Not you. You're a nice boy. I'm just... It's just sad, isn't it? So we have an equation. Mm-hmm. Um, delta E equals MC delta theta. Delta E equals MC delta theta. Theta, yeah. So do you know what delta means in this context? No. 
Do you know like, how I to haven't draw... even got the energy to make up a funny thing about it either. Do you know what? Uh, do you know how to draw Delta? No. <laughs> what have you written down there? What notes were you just making? Did you just did you just scribble on the page and pretend? No, I wrote D E equals Macduff. <laughs> what? <laughs> Delta. Echo, what did you say? Delta No, because that's, that's a fucking D. That's not a delta. <laughs> yeah, it's a D for delta. D for delta, E equals MC delta theta. No, so, right. A delta is a triangle. It's the fourth letter say of the... Say triangle, then! <laughs> no, it's the fourth letter of the Greek alphabet. Ugh. Am I Greek? Triangle. Triangle. Capital E. When we were talking about energy, it's always a capital E. Fame, uh, of E equals MC squared. Fame. Yeah. Uh. Um, M. Just a little M. Well, you just said it was always a capital. No, I didn't. I said it's always a capital E when we're talking about energy. Why wouldn't you formalise that across all the letters? <laughs> because capital M and little M mean different things. Jesus Christ. I hate it, Ron. I'm so angry. We've only been recording for like two minutes. You and I just had an hour-long meeting and it was lovely. And just chatting nicely. And then you start telling me about this and I want to squash your little head against a wall until you stop talking to me. Alyssa I've Lang. started so I'll finish. Um, <laughs> a little C. Yeah. And then another triangle for delta. Yeah. And then theta looks like a zero with a line through it. Great. So what's this for fucking art class? Cool. That makes as much sense to me as what I'd written down. D equals Macdeath. <laughs> yes, but it's, it's like fucking right now. So now we can move on. The delta is the fourth letter of the Greek alphabet. Great. In this context, when it's a capital delta, which is what the triangle is. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear what you're saying, right? It's so stupid. Capital Delta is different to the tiny Delta. Yeah, like all letters. It's just a letter in a no, different language. No, but a capital M is the same as a baby M. You're not like M or M. They're the same. Yes, but in formulas they mean different things. Why don't you just make different shapes then? They have. They're called letters. <laughs> They're all different. The E looks different to the C, which looks different to a delta. Yeah, but why have a capital M and a small M? Have an M and then draw, like, a big circle with a small circle in the middle and spikes coming out the side. Right, OK, so, Laura, are you saying that if I was sat here today teaching you this and it was actually bongo E <laughs> equals MC bongo theta, you'd be like, oh... Great job, Bongo. <laughs> I'm happy learning about this shape. Are, yeah. you, are you actually saying that? Well, I just don't think I should... Be, no, I'd still be having a horrible time because it's horrible and stupid. I just don't think you should be laughing at me for writing down D-E. If someone says to me, Delta e Ebim, or whatever it was you said, how the hell do I know that Delta is a triangle? Delta Ebim? <laughs> what was the E for? Energy. <laughs> it's just an E then. It's, it's a capital E for energy. Right. 
cool. So triangle energy equals... MC triangle theta. Yeah. Okay. Delta, in this context, means change. Like, so when you say delta E, that means change in energy, energy change. Okay? How much is the energy changing by? Okay. M stands for the mass of the thing that we're heating or cooling. C is something called the specific heat constant. That basically just means how much energy does it take to heat that thing as a constant. And then we've got delta theta. That is the change in temperature. Okay? If you say so, my boy. So, well, um, uh, get your calculator out. We're going to calculate the amount of energy it takes for you to make two cups of tea. Oh, I'd love a cup of tea. Yeah, see? You love tea. Yeah, but it just happens. I've had loads of tea without knowing how to do the energy for it. Um, so. Why did I pick my phone up? I'm on Twitter. <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> you need your calculator. Oh, calculator. Um, oh, another shitty email. I just got out of a gig for somebody. Mm. And they're like, uh, are you even going to offer to help replace yourself? I'm like... No. <laughs> for the same reason that if you had to pull the gig, you wouldn't then scurry around finding me a different gig for that Friday night. Like, yeah. we just have different jobs, mate. <laughs> that one isn't mine. When I call in sick to work, I don't go, my mate Noah's going to step in exactly. and answer emails it's for like, me. That's the, and I get it. Like, it's not great to pull out on somebody's, you know, gig, but you've got a couple of weeks to replace me, and I've said sorry, and there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah, Anywho. Baffling. Um, I've got a calculator now. Okay, cool. So, we're going to boil enough water for two cups of tea. It would be quite funny to send Noah to your job, though. Ron's got a friend called Noah, who um, is so delightfully, brilliantly, crazily intelligent and then dopey. <laughs> He's excellent. He I actually... reckon he would do your job for a day. He's the sort of person, if you just phoned him and went, Noah, can you just go to work for me a day? be like, <laughs> yeah, okay. Boop, boop, ba-doo. And everyone would love him. Yeah. He used to live with orangutans. He did. Anyway. He said it was like studying the deck chairs on the Titanic. Oh. Yikes! Let's not talk about that. I'm sad enough about climate change this week. Yeah. Anywho, right, so we are heating enough water for two cups of tea. Okay? Great. So the average mug is 330 mil, so we're going to call that 330 grams. Okay? (laughs) Sure. The water is starting at room temperature, 21 de- Write this down. Ah, oh, you said to get my calculator out. I'm holding my calculator. <laughs> Write this down. Oh, my God. What am I writing? The, I've got a mug, two mugs. Two mugs worth of water, 30, 330 millilitres, which for today we're just going to say is 330 grams. 330 grams times two of water. Yep. Yep. The, the water is at room temperature when we start. So 21 degrees. Okay. At start. Yep. And the specific heat constant of water is 4,185.5. 4,185.5 is the heat constant of yep. water. How much energy does it take to boil that water? I fucking don't know and I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up and do it. Work it out. Why does it make me so angry? It makes me physically want to be mean to you that you're trying to make me understand this. The other subjects don't do this. 
I love that this podcast is accidentally going to develop three quite separate strains of episodes where it's like, oh, we might actually learn something in biology. Oh, in chemistry, they'll have a nice chat about the world. And then in physics, just two furiously <laughs> frustrated people trying to get through 45 minutes. But, and I've said this before, if we don't get through it, there is going to be just a string of physics episodes once we're finished with the other two. All right, so... Is that all the information I get? That's all the information you need. (laughs) I don't know if it is. Right, okay, so let's... Hang on, hang on, hang on, let me think. So the triangle... What's your problem with the triangle? (laughs) The triangle means change. It means, so, so, we are working out delta E, so we don't need to worry about that for now. We just need to worry about the MC delta theta, okay? Yeah. So I've I've given you the C. The C is the specific heat constant. Right? Yeah. So, so now M this... is the mass. So yeah, so six, how much mass have we got? 660. But in all formulas, we use the SI unit. The SI unit of mass is kilograms, not grams. So M in this will be... <laughs> Divide it by 1,000? Yeah. yeah what decimal place. One... Perfect. Okay. And what's the boiling temperature of the boiling point of water? 100. Yep. So how much is the temperature changing by? 100. (laughs) (laughs) No, try again. What are you talking about? What? How much is the temperature changing by? Of what? The water that we're boiling. (laughs) I don't know, Ron. It's 100. We're starting at room temperature, 21 degrees. Uh, We're fucking boiling it to 100. How much is it changing? How uh, much? Just under five. Just under five. Change. Times five. No! How many degrees? How many degrees? Oh. Uh, Why? Oh. Like you times it by five-ish. Why does your brain work like that? What do you mean? That's logical. How much hotter are you getting it? Five times hotter. That is a baffling way for <laughs> your brain to work. Is it? Yeah. How much hotter is it getting? 79 degrees hotter. Yeah, five times-ish. <laughs> All right, 79 degrees. Okay. How much energy? Point six six seven nine. Now, did I need to put that constant heat somewhere? <laughs> Are you okay. It's so hot. Do I need to do anything with this constant heat number? (laughs) No, told you that for fun. Oh, yeah, it's not kind. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember when we were doing formulas before? (laughs) No. When we, you know, like we worked out how much gravitational potential energy and stuff stuff had. No. 
I don't remember that. That might be before I got my notepad. <laughs> I don't know where the notes for that are. Um, Totipotent? No, I don't have any notes on that. So, do you honestly not know, like, how an equation works? You haven't... I'm not doing an equation. This is an equation. How, how is this an equation? Delta E equals mc delta theta is an equation. Yeah, I only understand the equals. <laughs> you, when things are just next to each other in an equation like that, you multiply them together. You can't times a C by a triangle. No, that's why they've all got numerical fucking values. <laughs> so, okay, so... <laughs> what was that? So the L oh, I see. So the, the M is Oh no, I'm, I should have had breakfast. That's why this is hard. So point six six times seventy-nine times triangle times theta. Not times triangle, because triangle means the change in. Triangle means the change in. Delta theta is one entity in this. How the fuck are you supposed to know that? <laughs> that this is the problem, is that you're laughing at me like you don't know you've got to times them together, and then I tie and times them all together, and you go, oh, except for if you're a billy goat, and then those don't times together, because those are the same and a partnership. Yes, but How Laura, I... I know that? You also can't blame me for not expecting you to have the brain equivalent of one of those <laughs> pencils where you, like, push them in the end and then the other one falls out the other side. Like... We talked earlier about how delta means the change in, and then that entity is the change in the temperature. So, like... So you need another sign, then, between the MC and the triangle, so that you know to stop timesing. No, because if, I, if you could, like... You have idea <laughs> object permanence. As soon as we stop talking about it, it's just gone. <laughs> Because if you just know that delta means the change in, and it, it goes before the thing, and then change in energy, change in temperature, fine. If you just know that, and then sort of juggle two bits of information <laughs> at once, then you're fine. So the whole sum is just 0.66 times 79? No, because the C's there as well. I thought the C was the 79 bit. No, delta theta, change in temperature. It went up by 79 degrees. I am so confused about what we're doing then. The you M need is to mul- point M is the mass. Yeah. No, yeah, 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 that's right. What C, was the C? The specific heat constant for water. So we do need that? <laughs> yes. I asked if I needed the C and you said... I was taking the piss! <laughs> <laughs> Why would we not need it? Why would I have mentioned it? Why would it be there if we didn't need it? <laughs> I thought you were I thought you'd be serious when you said you told Formulas me. don't come with supplementary information. <laughs> it's not work this out and oh by the way, the specific heat constant of water is four thousand one hundred and eighty five point five. Isn't that a nice little tidbit? Work it out on your way. Why would it be like that? Why is any of it like it is? I hate 
hate this so much. Okay. Multiply the three fucking numbers Stop together. Shouting at me. Why are we multiplying the three together? <laughs> there are three M times C times delta theta. You said we didn't times the triangle. Not the triangle. Delta theta is one fucking entity. Right, let's put that in a bracket then. Okay, that works. Okay. No, that doesn't work. Yes, it does. Because you just do more. all the stuff in the bracket first. Even I know that. But the stuff in the bracket is just <laughs> the number 79. <laughs> Why don't we just write 79 then? Because you need to... Because we could. We could. We can. We will. <laughs> write it down. Write down 79. Write it down. Write down 79. Yeah, I've written it down loads of times and every time it's been wrong. It was and now, wrong when it was 0. Now, 0.6679. It was wrong when it was 0. 0.66 times 79. Now I yes, but you just need to... to 0.66 times 79 times 4,185.5. This is so stupid. I could have made tea by now. No, this is the worst science because nobody's got tea, nobody's happy, and this is utterly pointless. What a headache. Oh, 218,231.97. Well done. Is that right? Yep, that is correct. What does that mean? That is how much energy it has taken to heat up, to boil the water in our kettle for our cup of tea. Joules? In joules, yes. Yes, okay. Nice, okay. So, the next thing that we're going to learn about is power. Cool. Power is defined as the rate at which energy is transferred to, or the rate at which work is done. Okay. So literally... I really think that should be the end of the episode, Ron. I want to go and have a small cry. No, you're fine. So literally, we just take the energy and then we divide it by the time that it took to do that. Okay? So for our kettle, let's say that it took two and a half minutes to boil. Oh, I'm getting a new kettle then. That is too long to wait. 218.231.97 divided by 2.5. But we, again, we need... Wait, 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 wait. We need the SI unit for time, which is seconds. Ugh. So... Uh, 150. Yeah. <clears throat> 218.231.97 divided by... What did I say? 150. 1,000... 1, oh, I, don't, I don't like numbers with commas in them. I don't know how to say them out loud. Um... 1,454.8798 energy Correct. powers. Watts. I don't know. No, watts. What, what's the power? You know, like a, like a 100 watts. watt bulb. Got you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. There was a horrible moment there where you were just going, what? And I was like, he wants a word, and I don't know what the word is going to be, and then I'm in trouble. <sighs> so our kettle... Our kettle is... 
1,454 watt kettle. Great. Is that helpful? What does that do? Who cares about that? Why? So now we're going to talk about conservation and dissipation of energy. Constipation? Conservation. Conservation. And dissipation of energy. Energy can be transferred usefully, stored or dissipated, but it cannot be created or destroyed, okay? Unless you're a god. No, even them. No? No. No, no, no. You don't know that. Students should be able to describe (laughs) with examples where there are energy transfers in a closed system, that there is no net change to the total energy. So a closed system is a theoretical thing that we use in physics to help us describe situations. It's kind of like where, like when we talked about having point objects or frictionless surfaces and stuff like that. That's not. Are you? What are you? Are you painting your nails? No. <laughs> no, I'm putting moisturizer on with a glue spreader. Are you all right? <laughs> it feels nice. And you okay. can scrape it back off again. Look, I'm listening. You can. You can dissipate, conservate, and move, but... What is a closed system? Uh, like CCTV. <laughs> no? Uh, it's a science thing. <laughs> it's a science experiment that you guys like. Is that what you said? You said something about a science thing. It's a theoretical... <laughs> Don't crack your knuckles, it's threatening. <laughs> it's a theoretical thing that you use pay attention I am it's a theoretical thing that we use in physics to simplify things I bet like, it doesn't simplify I, anything I bet it makes it all worse it's like having a frictionless surface it can't exist in real life but it just it simplifies the calculations we need to do so a closed system just means that no energy is leaving or entering okay now we've had our cup of tea we haven't. That we boiled. It was lovely. Now we're going to tar steps with our family. So we've put some what apple a and... random <laughs> example to use. 99% of the listeners will have just gone, what? They oh, oh, Tar steps? So tar steps is a place uh, in Devon or Somerset. I don't know if it's over the border. It's a river, basically, with a little crossing, and you can go there and swim. And it's got a Stone Age bridge. That's true. A Ford, too, hasn't it? Because you can drive mm. through that bit of it. Yeah, so we've had our cup of tea and we're going to tar steps with our family. So we're going to put some apple and mango J2Os in a cool bag with some ice packs. Well, we're not going with our with family us. then because there's no way they've sprung for J2Os <laughs> for a picnic. <laughs> we've got fruit shoots at best and we're fucking grateful. What are the energy transfers going on inside the cool bag? For now, we are assuming that the cool bag is a closed system, okay? Yeah, okay. So we've got some room temperature J2Os, some chilly, chilly cold ice packs. Yeah. We're putting them into a cool bag together. Can you try and describe the energy transfers that are going on inside that cool bag? I like that your questions are now like, can you describe? Can you try and describe? (laughs) You you don't have to get it right. Can you try some words? Just give it a go. So, triangle, E. There will be, yeah, a change in energy. 
of of certain things, but not of the system itself because we're we're talking about it as a closed system. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, don't In the bag, yeah. Does what has uh, what has the most energy? The juice. It's got sugar yeah. in it. Um, let's talk temperatures because we're we're cooling the J2Os down, aren't we? By putting them in the in the cool bag. I think you'd have had them in the fridge anyway. To be honest, I don't no, think... they were they were out on the counter in the utility. Then we fucked up because like. No, it's a long drive from mum and dad's to our steps. Yeah. They'll be fine. But those packs are for maintaining a cold temperature, not chill. Yeah, we've we fucked it. It's all okay. We've got ice packs coming out. The yin-yang is all right. <laughs> okay. What do you want me to say? I don't Describe. understand. <laughs> what? Everybody knows you. it's going cold, isn't it? In the chiller yeah. bag. So describe the energy transfer. Where is the heat energy going? Whichever direction the J2Os are in. <laughs> but they're not going to... It's not going towards the J2Os, Yeah, the it? cold energy is getting in the J2Os and the heat energy okay, is cool, getting right. in the cool <laughs> so, so there we go. We've dredged up something from the <laughs> swamp of your mind. There's no such thing as cold energy. Cold is the lack of heat. So where is the energy flowing to? <laughs> what do you mean? What? There's Left. heat energy. There's, <laughs> there's heat energy in the J2O. Okay. The J2O is cooling down. So do you accept that heat energy is leaving the J2O? If that's what it takes to to finish this, fine. No, that sounds stupid. Cold is getting in the J2O. Otherwise, you're putting J2Os in to heat the ice packs up. And that isn't what we're talking about. That is exactly what we're talking about. Oh, that just feels so cruel to the ice packs then. They think that they've got this job to do, but actually, they're not doing anything. They're just having stuff done to them. They're like sacrifices. Yeah, they're taking in heat energy, not only from the J2Os, but also from the air inside the cool bag. They're, they'll take in energy from these. Oh. Well, no, I just feel sad for them. Students should be able to describe <laughs> with examples how in all system changes, energy is dissipated so that it is stored in less useful ways. This energy is often described as being wasted. So, for example, if we have a car that's driving along, the car that's taking us to tar steps, that engine is burning fuel to move it along, but then it's also creating a lot of heat. The engine gets hot, right? So that heat energy is waste energy, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> I know when you're doing a fake yeah. <laughs> Yes, Ron. Yes. So, let's think about our cool bag in the real world. Where is the waste energy? Or where's the energy coming in? The zip? Through the bag, yeah. Yeah. Is that okay? (laughs) (laughs) What else do you want? Alright, let's rattle this off. How could we improve our cool bag? 
Nice colourful one is always good, so you know which is yours, quite unique. I don't like the solid ones that when you're trying to walk along with them, they bash your knees. I like a soft cool bag. You're easier to pack in the car as well because you can, like, put stuff around. Do you remember that one that mum and dad had that you could plug into the car? That's right, Laura. More insulation would fix our cool <laughs> bag. Or maybe some bigger or better ice bags. Now, Laura, do you... Um, the thermal conductivity of the material we use for the, the, the insulation, do you think that we want it to be very thermally conductive or not very thermally conductive? Not conductive. I wouldn't want a copper cool bag. Exactly. Well done, Laura. I know do about you, copper because of saucepans. Do you... Um, what part of this system that we're describing do you think we would want something with high thermal conductivity? That's right, Laura. The ice the packs. The ice packs and the J2Os. Give me a minute to have a think, you old you goat. fiddling with your AirPods. I was thinking. It's not AirPods. I don't have AirPods. I would have lost them instantly. It's just, a, it's just this plug. Oh, it um, is just a plug. I concentrate better when I'm fiddling with things. Um, uh, That's it. That's the end. I said it. I said it. Yeah, well done. I said well done many no, times. don't say well done like you're not happy with me. I'm happy with you. <laughs> you are so much like Dad. It is just sad. So that's the end of the lesson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And we've just not learned anything. It was all pointless. <laughs> so stupid we haven't got any tea we haven't been on a day out we've got nothing all I know is that the kettle is like a thousand four hundred and fifty four watts I don't even know what the point of that is so you know how much power it's using who cares I'll know when I get my electricity bill well, yeah, but you might care after what Rishi Sunak's done to energy bills in but the UK. But then what am I supposed to do about that? So if you saw something that had, like, a lower wattage, you'd go, oh, that's using less energy. Yeah, but maybe it takes longer to make my tea. Yeah, so, like, for tea, uh, tea kettles, maybe not the best, but, like, light bulbs. But maybe they put out less light. Well, they probably wouldn't, otherwise that's a shit light bulb. So if I've got a lower wattage light bulb... It's using less energy. But how do I know that it's putting out the same amount of light? With your fucking eyes, I should think. <laughs> yeah, just, but in the like, shop, just, in I'll the shop one, <laughs> when I'm wandering around B&Q, looking at the shelves, I don't know that, do Well, I? then go back and put it in, and then if it's still dark after you turn it on, well, go, back to, B&Q. Then, go back to B&Q. Go back to B&Q. Say, I'm, going, I'm sorry, hello, I'm sorry, this light, this light bulb doesn't work. It's still dark in my house. After I plug this light bulb in, another one, please. Just because you're raking in your Brussels money and you've got enough money to buy three light bulbs and return them all, this was useless. Thanks for wasting my day teaching me this garbage. I'll see you in a week for the quiz. So, quiz time. A physics quiz. I can't see how this can possibly go wrong. Why on earth did you start doing that while I was taking a slurpy <laughs> drink of water? I'd just like to catch you out so people know that you're not professional. And it's been two weeks, because we had last week off, didn't we? So it's been forever since we even week did and a half, physics. Yeah. Oh, God. 
I'm looking at my notes from last week and they make no bloody sense. There's just a load of triangles. Well, that brings us on to question number one. Oh, shit. <laughs> Can you please write down the formula... Delta E equals MC delta theta. Um, it's still written down in my notes from last time, so does that count? Yeah, that's wonderful. It's just you need that, that formula to, to complete the question. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah. So triangle big E equals small MC triangle Jupiter. Or Saturn, yes, really, Saturn. isn't it? Yeah, much more. Um, okay, so... Is planets a science? Yes, astronomy. Oh, uh. That comes under physics, usually. Will we do that? That would spice up physics if we did a load of planet stuff. Yeah, but I think we'd just see the the seesaw of interest tip the other (laughs) way, because I won't give a shit. Oh, okay. All right, right. You know how you're like, ah, this stuff's too small, why do we care about it? I have the same thing, but that stuff's... Well far away. I oh, feel I the same. Space is too big and too far away, too cold. Stop poking it, leave it alone. That's how I feel about space. Bigness, I think, is a good thing. And the bigness of the sun, I'm like, whoa, so big. And it's not that far away. But, like, Jupiter, other galaxies, black holes. Couldn't care less, really. No. Too big, too far away, too cold. That's how I feel. Anyway, I put a 1.5 litre bottle of room temperature water into a freezer to freeze it. Oh dear, so I've I got such a it. sinking feeling. <laughs> you put you put a what? You did what? You... 1.5 litre bottle of room temperature water into a freezer. Yeah. To freeze it so that I can make an ice pack because I'm going to a mainstream day out tomorrow. Wonderful. Room temperature is 21 degrees. Okay. How much energy leaves the bottle when we freeze it? What are you fiddling with? It's very annoying. Stop fiddling. I'm um, not fiddling. I'm Googling something. Um, oh, my God. And I've got to work that out with triangles. Uh, oh, Lord. None Room of temperature is 21 degrees. Yeah, I've written that down. Oh, Lord. What is happening? Um, oh, Ron, I've got no idea. Why is that? Why don't you try and break down? I am. I am. What the formula is? I am. (laughs) So, (laughs) one point five liters. Is that at the SR unit, Ron? What's the SR unit of water? Very close, SI unit. SR! <laughs> Damn it! I thought I was being well clever remembering to ask that. No. What is it? Because because we need M. M is mass, isn't it? Yeah. So litre is a measure of... Water. Volume. <laughs> oh, God. For so we've purposes, got to change it into grams. Yeah, for our purposes, let's just say one litre of water... Weighs one kilogram of 
water. So we've got 1.5 kilograms of water. Yeah, which is actually in the SI unit. I don't know why I was being so mysterious. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say, you know, it's roughly, oh, how did I trip over the right answer? But kilograms isn't the SI unit, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's the mass. And then we multiply. Why have I got Macdeath written down? Why are none of my notes helpful? How can you make a page full of notes and none of it mean anything? So, so what do we think C is? <laughs> well, I've written down that C is the heat constant. C is the heat constant. Can I have a point C for that? C stands for constant. Okay. The, so the specific heat constant of water, write this down, is 4,182. Oh, I've got that written down. Yes, this last week. <laughs> oh my God, I've got no idea what I'm doing. So it's 1.5 times 4185.5. Yep. Yep. Okay, well, let's do that. <laughs> don't, don't stall by doing half the sum. Okay, well, because next up comes the triangle and I can't remember. Oh, I'm getting a phone call. Ask them. <laughs> I can't answer that phone call right now. I'm doing important science. Oh, my God, I want to answer that phone call so badly. It? I don't know, actually. Answer it and ask them. Six. Tell them you're doing a quiz. <laughs> Excuse me, doing a really unhelpful quiz. 6,278.25. Now, in my notes from yesterday, I've multiplied that by 79. Um, <laughs> uh, I can only assume... What, what am I trying to do to this water? I'm trying to freeze it. Yeah, well, we're working out how much energy it's taking to freeze it. All right. The triangle is the... Change. Yeah. So I'm going minus 21. So 6,278.25 minus times minus 21. Not minus 21, because the change is still 21 degrees. Oh, I see. Yeah. So but, times yeah. 21. Yeah. Oh, God. And then what does Saturn do? Um, no, so the, the, the triangle, yeah. the change... Refers to theta. Oh, okay. So, so, so it's so just... theta is the temperature. So it's just saying the change in temperature. So times twenty-one. So a hundred and thirty-one thousand eight hundred and forty-three point two five. Correct answer. Jules. Well done, Jules. Indeed. Oh, it was the guy that's coming to repla re repair my sofa tomorrow. That's who was calling me. Definitely think you should have asked him. I'll ask him tomorrow. Okay. One mark for question one. So just to clarify then. So are you calculate the energy required to change water by the mass multiplied by the heat constant times by the number of degrees it's got to change? Yeah, and not just water... But obviously the heat constant's going to change. So, like, well, you... how the hell do you find out the heat constant? Well, rearrange the 
the sum. If you divided the amount of energy something took by the mass and the amount of the... But then uh, how the do you find out the, the energy? Uh, you could put a known amount of energy into it. Oh, clever. This is why you're a scientist. Yeah. But, yeah, but not just water. It's like you, Laura, you would have a specific heat constant. No, I fluctuate. Yeah, exactly. You fluctuate, but at a, at a regular pace. Right, OK, question number two. You got one mark for that. Ding, ding. Ding, ding. I put that water bottle into a cool bag to cool down eight Asda own brand refreshing juice drinks. Please describe the energy transfers within the bag. Say all of that again, because I was looking at my cup of tea and thinking about the energy in it. What did Good. you say? That's the first step. <laughs> Start thinking about the minutiae of everything. I said, I put that water bottle into a cool bag to cool down eight Asda own brand refreshing juice drinks. Please describe the energy transfers within the bag. Consensual. Where's the energy coming from and where's it going to? Uh, it's coming from the... Every fibre of my body wants to say the sun and I know it isn't right. But, <laughs> but So don't listen to that bit, let me think more. There's only two things in the bag. <laughs> so is it the cold thing or the... I think... It's not... The juice drinks. It's the juice drinks are hot. So they have extra energy. And they are going in... The energy's going into the cold water bottle. Yes. Absolutely. Heat energy is flowing from the juice drinks, the own brand refreshing juice drinks, into the frozen water bottle. Do you miss Asda now you live in Brussels? You talk about it quite a lot. Do I? I feel like it comes up. <laughs> oh, I had to change all of this stuff because last last episode you mocked me for mentioning tar steps because that's not <laughs> <laughs> that's not something everyone knows about. And then apparently, oh, J2O's too fancy, um, which is why I've made these changes. <laughs> <laughs> that was like question two was something that for the listener we covered maybe twenty minutes ago. <laughs> Just with different things. Okay, yes, another mark for question two. I'm killing this quiz! Final question, because it is a physics quiz, so we never cover that much. What is a closed system? Oh, um, it's like a... Like a science vacuum for thinking about hypothetical stuff in. Yeah, and what's the sort of assumption that we make in a... No wind! No. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Uh, mm, I really thought it was wind. Um, no, <laughs> no anything except what we're talking about. Come on, we were so close to three for three and then it is a science theoretical vacuum thing. But, yeah. But what, 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 it's closed. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So? It's closed. Is that what you want me to say back? Is this one of those ones where I just have to say it's a closed... It's a system that's closed. No, but maybe think about the definition of the word closed. Yeah, there's nothing going in it that we're we're just... It is what we're talking about and not extra stuff. Say that like a normal person. (laughs) 
Like, what do you mean? It's a system that is closed and it has no wind in it. (laughs) Forget wind. It's got no, like, friction and doors. It's got no, like... No, you're further away now, colder. (laughs) It's closed. It's got no... (laughs) Down? (laughs) It's got... It's got no, like, stuff. It's got no, um... It's like a like a vivarium or something, you know? Like, it's a closed system. <laughs> I don't think I can give it... Why not? You know I know it! Well, then say it! I have! In every conceivable it's... way, I've said it! In no physics textbook in the world does it say, it's a closed system, you know? There's no wind, <laughs> it's like a vivarium! <laughs> All right... Hello, sirs and professors. This is a closed system. It only holds the science that we're currently doing and no other science can get in or out of it to mess with the the experiment. I, you, you basically just said it then. Replace the word science. You said no science can get in or out of it. Yeah. Yeah. No people? No. <laughs> I don't remember last week a person climbing in the cool bag. No extra juice or stuff. Yes. No matter can come in and out. Yeah. And? That's good. What do you want me to say? (laughs) No energy can leave or enter the system. (laughs) That's implied. Is it? Yes. Half a mark. Oh, piss off. A whole mark. Absolutely half a mark. <sighs> so two and a half marks. Two and a half out of three. My physics personal best. Well done, Laura. Two and a half out of three. Yeah, although according to Carol's statistics, I am better at physics than anything else. So I think, you know, I was like, oh, it's my personal best, but I, well, I don't know if it was. How does statistics well, work? That's quite high, isn't it? Um, uh, by Kevin's metrics, you're actually very even across the board. Wait, I've missed what's happening with Kevin's metrics. What's happening with Kevin's metrics? So I think, um, if I'm remembering correctly, Carol was weighting each mark. Um, individually the same Uh Um, whereas Kevin weighted each quiz individually the same and if you do it by Kevin's way it was like 70% for all of them and then by Carol's it it varies well I don't know what that means but good well done I am a genius I think that's what we're learning over the thing so thank you very much everyone for listening and for sharing um I don't know if it's cool to say this but we've seen a 45% increase in listeners this week which is just huge and it's down to you guys being so fun and generous and kind in sharing what we're doing um obviously like we're a brand new podcast and yeah I've got a bit of a platform which has helped us launch it but it's still the numbers of people that listen to your stuff is not sort of equivalent to how many followers you might have on Twitter or stuff like that but you guys engaging and getting involved or rating or just retweeting when episodes drop and stuff is absolutely massive and it's really been like a real turning moment this week of like, oh, this might actually 
catch on and and sort of become a a thing. Um, So thank you so, so much. That is super down to you. Um, And next week... Oh, and also, I did want to say, I know we do a lot of, like, reading out the interactions from people on social media. If you're just listening quietly, we love you too. We totally get that. A lot of listeners, like, listen in the car and never make contact with the people that they love. That's me and most of the podcasts I listen to. So hello to you too. We do love you. (laughs) Yeah, and even if you don't want to get... If you do want to get in touch, but you don't want to do it on social media because um, you've decided not to sell your data um, to everyone that might want to uh, get it, we are. Um, you can get in touch via email as well. I've never had an email, but we are on Gmail, so I'm sure that is still selling your data. No, no, it's not the same. Okay, cool. Well, yeah. Either way, silent lurkers, noisy little <laughs> lovebirds, we love all of you. Thank you very much for listening. Next week we are back. It'll be our tenth episode, and we're back to biology. And it's very rainy in Brussels next week. So if you're missing oh. the rain in parched, scorched England, um, next week you can listen to some rain. Class dismissed. Oh, you did it. Best time. Woo!